We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. This is the Bart Winkler Show. I will go through some voicemails a little bit later. Uh, thanks for sending those in. We'll talk some brewers. But first, Justin Garcia of the Bucks Radio Network found some time in his busy schedule to join us. And uh, and thank you for that. This is this is the two-year anniversary of the Bucks winning the NBA Finals. It kind of feels like longer than that, though, doesn't it? It feels like six or seven years ago, sort of. Um, yeah, it feels like a long time ago. I don't know if that's just because of the weird COVID year and the fact that like, it's, I guess the good part is they kind of have this time to their own because of the schedule being weird that the anniversary, like we've, we've been inundated with it for the last week. This is the two year anniversary of Chris scoring 40. And yeah, well, I'm, I'm here. I'm happily doing <laughs> The two-year anniversary of the finals. The finals, yeah. You're, you didn't I do the, the, the two-year anniversary of, of game three against the Nets. <laughs> as fun as that was, let's not engage our like the engagement, the engagement factories. Every it's other the day. two-year anniversary when we beat the Heat in five. I mean, like I don't want to complain because who would have you know thought? I started covering the team, um, and I. I use that very loosely because I think all of us use, I covered the team since, you know, insert year when it, the reality is anybody that puts that in their bio or says that they're likely just showing up with a credential, eating a free meal and watching the game. And that's the extent of covering the game. But I started doing that, uh, <laughs> 2009, 2009, 2010, somewhere in that range. And, uh, I mean, you know, Nobody would have thought then that this team could even have a chance to play for a championship. So I'm not going to like shoot down. Uh, it's getting to be a bit much, but I mean, it's, it's a lot with, and it's only going to increase with two years ago, this happened. And two years ago today, Giannis blocked DeAndre Aiden. We saw that a couple of days ago. Um, so yeah, but the fact that it occurred in July and not while the Bucks were still in the playoffs and in, in May or June, I think is kind of, carved out that niche where they kind of have that space to their own now. Well, and that's, I think the main reflection I have of the championship run from two years ago. And, and we mentioned it at the time and soaked in it at the time, but it was, you know, God, I, I think a lot, I think, I think a lot about COVID um, just because, just because of like, like how about the actual strain. <laughs> yeah. About, <laughs> about the actual. Um, yeah. I think a lot about that time and how we thought, because I, I remember in the early days of COVID, I was watching a cartoon like Simpsons or something. And I thought, is this the only thing that we're, we're never going to get live TV again? Everything's <laughs> going to have to be cartoons because this virus is going to be. And with all due respect to those that lost their lives. But I, <laughs> I think about it a lot. And now we're just like, like it, now we're just like, never happened. Like it never happened. Never happened. Which uh, is crazy. But I bring this up because that was the period of time where things were kind of coming back and not fully though. Like this yeah. summer in Milwaukee has been wild with the three weekends of Summerfest and the Harley thing. And now I got airplanes flying over my head for the Aaron Waters show all the time. This is the worst week to take a nap for me. 
in Shorewood. I say the east side, but people know where I live. I just, like that time, two years ago, there's none of it. The only thing to do was go to the Deer District <laughs> and, and watch the ball. super safe. Too, as, as we can all <laughs> and the bucks the bucks at that time they got to be like i don't know like they they were they were the same calculated risk as everybody else like yeah I, I, whatever I, we're doing this is never gonna happen again let's just enjoy it should probably uh be careful given uh, my relationship to the team and uh, that that is one of the places i collect a check from but i'm sure it was the like the scene from a movie where you have like the data scientist guy that presents something to the president, like Independence Day Part Three, where it's like, "Sir, we've seen this," and just like, "Shut up, just put that away." Like, I'm sure that's what it was. Of like, I don't know, guys, should we really be doing this and cramming in as many people as we can? It's just like, let's pretend we didn't said well, like, not, we, we didn't I'm know this many people. I just, I'm not suggesting that fully. I'm just saying there might have been one guy in the. I look, I remember up and said, uh, "Are we sure?" It, it was, so it was crazy because, um, as you mentioned, like we weren't all the way back yet that it was um, like, what, a month or two months before the playoffs. Before it was 2021. We... So, I mean, it wasn't 2020. It was yeah, 2021, but, it was... but not all of Milwaukee. That's what I'm saying. Like, not all of the things yeah, were back. It wasn't full. This attendance. was the only thing to do that summer. Yeah, it wasn't full attendance until just before the playoffs started, and that was a big deal, too, of, oh, we've increased it, where it was the gradual. Like, I remember Christmas Day that year where we finally got the Christmas Day game and got to host it. And showing up to the arena, we're like, man, this is, you know, the Bucks are not only playing on Christmas Day, I think that was, what, three years in a row, but it's in Milwaukee this time. And then you show up, and you're like, well, there's 300 people here, and it's, mostly like employees and and friends of employees that have the tickets here that it was it was not the christmas day hosting experience that we all envisioned and then it was gradual too where it went to like oh we got five thousand fans and it was this really slow build up uh rightfully so but then once we got to the playoffs it was just kind of like okay whatever you want it's free where we had uh i mean i don't know what the official number I do know what the official number was. I don't know. I don't remember what they listed, but it was more than what they listed for, for people out there in uh, in Deer District, not the Deer District. They're very particular about that. But in Deer District, and it's not uh, the it, Deer District. No, it's just Deer District. So I can't say I'm going down to the Deer District. Well, you can say it, but I'm sure Dance Meechik or somebody, in my case, Barry Baum, usually will send you a reminder of, "Hey, uh, caught this." Great content. FYI, it's Deer District. It's not the Deer District. So, when? Uh, apparently, from its inception. That's so. like because some sometimes on radio I'll hear people go, "Yeah, I went down. I went down to Super Bowl." <laughs> no, you went to the Super Bowl. I. Uh, you know well, what? I would. I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write Barry and or Dan and or Eric a strongly worded letter. Um. Look, I find it equally puzzling um but it's it's deer district and it's not the fiserv or fi you know I'm not saying that you would call it that but i hear people like hey you go into the forum they're very particular no, about that the forum is not no. that does not catch on it's fiserv forum fiserv i'm with that yeah um but we're yeah it, long story short super long story short <laughs> long story uh, longer than it needs to be <laughs> yeah it was it was crazy because it was just like I remember that whole time thinking like, man, this is, this is amazing. Like starting with that Nets series and like in the back of your mind, there was also this like, should we really, like, is this okay to have this many people here? Cause it was really game four against the Nets where you noticed everything started to pick up the series against Miami. It was the first round of the playoffs. And at that point we had been spoiled of, Oh, well, we're past losing in the first round of the playoffs. And I think there was that and probably a little like that same Miami heat team that half of us were afraid to play. Um, So it wasn't like jam packed with people. And especially those first two games, they had us doing pep rallies outside the arena and, you know, there was some diehards there, but it was nowhere near what we would eventually see. It wasn't until 
game four against the Nets when they won game three. So it wasn't, okay, this team is completely lifeless. And you knew, okay, if they win this game, then we've got a series. And that's when it really, really started to pick up. Game seven against Brooklyn was when it was just insane with with people there in terms of like what the atmosphere was like. And then as we saw, it just exploded in the finals. But, you know, it was it was all with the wow, this is incredible. Should we be doing this? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's also the two-year anniversary of when Bill was on a hot mic ripping on me. Bart Winkler's the guy doing the, uh, putting the chairs down on Wisconsin Ave. Bart Winkler is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's an idiot. I, like, I'm, I'm obviously very new to this market, so I don't know anybody. Bart is, I, he, I work, he was the morning guy where yeah, I work. Yeah, yeah. Not that they all work for that, that station, but I call them on Twitter. But. And Bart and I never got along. Bart is, he's knowledgeable, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't go anywhere. He, he very rarely goes to games. And now they said they can still hear him. Cool. And he, he's, he, he's, he's a total. He, That's enough. He, this is the kind of guy he is. He went to a bar. And you know how LeBron has a power. Yeah. He went to a bar in Bronx and did that the coleslaw and threw it all over people and could not understand what people were pissed at him. No, <laughs> he butchered that story. That's the only thing that makes me mad about that is it was potato salad. <laughs> well, I did do the coleslaw thing, but I told him the story on air, and we like had a great time about it. And then now he's like, "Oh, Bart." In I would love to reconcile with Bill. I, oh, I'm okay. on record wanting to reconcile with Bill. Um, I suppose I would as well, because um, I've I've had the you sent it to me the same not hot mic but just uh, basically the same and. In, in, calling referring to me as ill-informed by my uh, former mentor bill michaels but in fairness i've seen you at as many games maybe more th- as i've seen him so I don't know about well i did i did i don't know what that was i i did i i the whole i don't go to games thing started because like how much of this am i gonna have to delete <laughs> i'll just say this that's incredibly rich if that's if that's the hill no, I don't, I don't, you it only started because on. like freem's went to every game. And then yeah. when him and I were trying to figure out, like, 
you know, the the level of give and take between us two. He's like, you don't go to games. I go, Chuck, I go to like a game a week, which is still more than I need to. The TV don't do every yeah. single fucking game. I'm not going to do that. I think it's safe for, for me to say uh, if that's the hill he wants to die on of not attending games, that's an incredibly rich take. But I did uh, get people credentialed. I was the point of contact for our NBA finals coverage team. And I let, well, not let, but I, I could have taken one of those spots. Instead, uh, I signed up other people for them because I like, I wanted to be in the deer district, which I don't know if I'll, deer I've district. always thought that would I end up regretting that? I don't know. I, in deer district is what you meant to say. I wanted to be, yeah. I, wanted to be I wanted to be in deer district and not, but again, I, I can't say I was in deer district. Because I was actually at Uncle Buck's on a, like a VIP table, <laughs> so uh, I would have never just stood there like those idiots. I think my best, well, so from Game Six, um, we were doing those pep rallies before the game, and for the most part, it was I. I did all of them. I don't know why, but it was me, and I'd either be with like uh, Zora or Jim Paschke. And um, Marcus Johnson a couple times. And for game six, they had told us in advance, because we would do it right in front of the arena and like right in basically where you were, right in in front of those um, balconies that were now where Gather is and, and all the other bars. But they told us before game six, hey, we've moved it in anticipation of we're going to win and have a parade. So you'll just do it from the parade stage. So for that like 10 minute thing we would do before the game for game six, I was on that stage with Marcus Johnson and his sons. He brought them in for it. And I mean, it was basically like a summer fest stage that you're on an actual like music venue stage in front of at the time, there had to have been at least 25,000 people that yeah. were already there where you're like, why am I here? <laughs> like, they're here for Marcus Johnson. So uh, they it usually was easy getting in and out. And for that one, they were like, uh, try to get here early, which was always difficult because I would have to record the pregame press conference for the coach and we would play it back. Um so I had to try to figure out a way to get our play-by-play guy to do that, which I knew would be a no-go. So I had to get our uh, engineer to help me out and record it so I could get there early. And, and by the way, the play-by-play, play-by-play guy obviously wasn't Dave Kane, who was, who was great. Um, no, it was someone else. <laughs> I, uh, so I had to like basically go out through the arena, go through the skywalk, walk into the parking garage, walk down, get through this like fence that they piece together and just like shimmy through it to get to the stage. And then they're like, Oh, okay. He's here. And he's clear. Bring him up to the stage. And um, then they bring out Marcus Johnson and you see how many people there are. And you're like, why, like, why am I here? Like, what did you say? Yeah, exactly. Like just let Marcus and his kids go up there. That's everybody just wants to see him and Josiah Johnson. Let them take this. So I just basically just, hey, Marcus, how excited are you? And just set him up with morning radio questions. And um, no offense taken. (laughs) Morning TV show questions, I should say, like I was on the morning blend. No offense to any of those. Um, But like, so when did you get into basketball, Marcus? Um, Stuff like (laughs) So basketball, it's the orange one, right? So um, did you meet Dr. Naismith? Um, So as I was leaving, there was this group of people, this group of guys, every single time would show up to every one of these. And it was at that point, I think I'm up to five now, but those were basically the only three fans I had in the world that um, would always interact with me on those. So I saw those guys as I was leaving and they had security for us of like, cause I asked as soon as we got there, the stage manager, how the hell am I going to get back in the arena with these waves of people? Like, don't worry. We have an escort to get you in there. Like, Perfect. 
So I, as I'm leaving, just go to say hi to those guys. And I look over and I see Marcus Johnson, his kids and the police officers already gone. Oh, like shit. halfway towards the arena. Like, how am I going to get in here? So I had to go all the way around McKinley and just cutting through the alley and trying to weave through people. They had police barricades. I finally got to the barricade and it was right in front of uh, Deer District. And thankfully I had my credential and I had to talk my way through it with one of the police officers of I'm supposed to be in there. There's no other way. Like you gotta help me get in there. And they were like, we're not gonna escort you but I'll let you through and then it's on you. I finally made it back up to our broadcast booth just as I was hearing that adjacency break that starts the actual broadcast start to play. And I'm just sitting down, putting on the headset and the old radio of like, I got to catch my breath and then start talking for 30 seconds. That's how I used to be during breaks when I would just get a coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Or or, I just had to get a coffee. I remember that game because, uh, well, duh. Because they won? Yeah. But I remember once they won game five, like. You knew. But everybody knew. Yeah. The Bucks and six thing and being at home, like everybody knew. And I think that that was that was welcome for me. Wow, I'm getting goosebumps kind of. <laughs> but, but we're such like a pessimistic, like sit yeah. on our hands, reactionary fan base. Waiting for it to go wrong. Yeah, waiting for it to go wrong, or or we're not going to cheer until the thing happens. Now, there was one point, I think, in the fourth quarter where Frank Kaminsky tied the game at, like, 77, and I thought, we're going to lose to Frank Kaminsky? But for the most part, it was just a party that was happening. Yeah. And that maybe is the like, like the thing I'd like to bottle up the most, is that for one, for one day, this pessimistic, you know, backwards, always depressed – other shoe will drop. Everything is the 2014 Packers. It, it wasn't that for a day. And uh, I think that was the most special part of it for me. Um, we got game- the puff on our chest. Now, keep in mind, I was doing that for weeks, setting up the parade chairs. Okay. It's true. Uh, um, how many chairs did you have on Wisconsin? I started. So I was very confident that they were going to win the finals throughout the whole playoff run even down 2-0 to the Nets. Uh, and that was just a series of tweets, like, don't give into this curse, you idiots. This is going to be fine. They're, like, I'm, My whole thing was, I'm a Warriors fan, and I know what it's like to watch the playoffs. It's ebbs and flows, you guys. You guys aren't ready for this. I am. I'm telling you. So that was my well, whole thing. I mean, what, what ebbs did the Warriors have, really, other than, like, two well, there was one series they were down <laughs> 2-1 to Della Vadova. Della Vadova was the curry stopper. What was that rocket series? There's a series there on three one of the Thunder. Yeah, that's true. Fine. And what twenty was it? Yeah, the rocket series they were going to lose until Chris Paul got hurt. Well, game because game four was the Chris forty point game and the Giannis blocking DeAndre Ayton on the alley oop. But game three was basically a party, at least all throughout the second half too. Because that was a semi blowout. I think they won by twenty, and it was pretty much in command because i remember going on um some phoenix station after game two and i think it was the day of game three and they were basically puffing their chests of like you know the suns are basically the west coast version of the bucks with obviously coming into the the season or into the nba the same year but they've had a lot of the same pitfalls as well and not a lot of great basketball to sit through save for that 93 season uh, but I remember going on the show and it was basically them just, Hey, we're up to nothing like cute story bucks, but it's over. And I remember like outlining, I don't know, like I, I think bucks fans, at least the smart ones are still pretty confident. And I think when you look at how the first two games went, I feel pretty good about where the bucks were. And I remember it was like a four minute interview being laughed off because I was like, I think the bucks are in a good spot. It's coming back home. They play better as the series go on. Two nothing against this team isn't uh it's not that big of a deal. I mean, they came back from two nothing against the Nets, where they lost game two by almost fifty points. So I, I think overall we're in a good spot. And it was basically, okay, great, thanks. And it was done. 
I just never thought they were going to lose. I didn't. I didn't think they were going to lose in the finals. And Once LeBron tweeted two down, two to go, I knew for sure we were going to win. That's that's when I started putting the chairs out down 0-2, and then I put some chairs out. They got taken away. Uh, I don't know what happened to them. And then I then I put some more out, and they stay. I think we tied the series, yeah, so I, I went know. down. What there was a one Friday night where I went down there and sat in my chair. Then a bunch of them got taken away. Then I I was going to be done. And then uh, somebody that uh, a radio, a good radio shepherd, I'll say, sent me $100 in Venmo and said, you have a good thing going here. Don't quit. Go buy more chairs. Well, good thing they sent you that in uh, 2021 and not 2022 because you would get three quarters of a chair with that $100. <laughs> I know. Um, so I went and got the chairs, sent them back up, had some people help me. And then I don't know, the city took them again. So then I put some, <laughs> then I just threw some at the, the front doors of city hall. And then people are like, you're just the best is you're just doing this. First of all, I did it. Cause I believed it. I haven't done it since. Cause I haven't believed it since, but I did it. Cause I believed it. And then when people go, you're just doing it for attention. I go, fam. I'm on a radio fucking show. There's three sports stations in a town that should maybe like have half of one. Our signal you can't get unless you like wear a hat of tinfoil and stand at the perfect spot of 76th and Layton. Of course I'm doing it for fucking attention. The hell. But anyway, to go off to one of the things I said, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't felt the same like vibe since Um, this year was dumb. The year before, like Middleton being hurt really did fuck it up. Uh, this year, again, very stupid. But now coming into this year, I'll transition to the 2023 Bucks. They got a new head coach. So they're not – people are like, they're running it back. And they are, but they're not because they have a new head coach. And I, people want to run it back. And I know this because the one hour, the day of free agency, where it didn't look like like we had it – we thought we were going to hear from Middleton soon, and but we didn't know about Brooke. People started to panic a little bit. I think the Bucks' best way to win a title is with this squad. Now, maybe there's a outside way they trade. Imagine they get Lillard and somebody else, but this is probably the way to do it. But winning a title is hard. We saw that. It's hard. There, there's no there. I don't think there was a real way to do it without that group that you mentioned bringing it back that, you know, we've all talked about it for everybody that will complain about, Oh, you can't pay Chris Middleton that much money or this guy isn't worth that. Like it's just the way the NBA works too, that you can't just let an asset walk. So your hands were tied that you, you have to bring these guys back. Uh, But it's not like they were tied, like a bad connotation. Like I, I think it still does give you a chance to win here, but to your point of they're running it back, but they're not totally running it back is, I mean, I think they know when they've set everything up that this is a two-year window that you have, and, and maybe it's just one year with this group, but everything is set up for basically a refresh or to hit the reset button in two summers when there's a big decision for Giannis, Chris will have a player option, Brooks' contract is up. I would imagine at that point for a guy that is already north of 30, like this may be the last deal Brook Lopez gets. At, at the very least, I don't think he's going to get a $25 million deal two years from now. So, and, and Drew Holiday, too, who's kind of hinted at possibly retiring in two years. So they knew, okay, as long as we have this guy, we got to do everything we can to win. And I, I think the other thing that's worth pointing out, not to – to be like a total apologist and shill for the franchise that just so happens to pay me. But I expected you would. That's why. But, but I mean, we do also have to give some credit to the ownership group that we've seen how many examples of a franchise winning a championship and, you know, basically doing everything they can to profit off that. Like, Hey, wasn't that great? Let's sell the sod and let's sell this. And uh, here's your commemorative, 
piece of a ticket from that. Uh, here's the floor and things of that nature. And then just kind of slow- Cubs. And then just slowly tear things down and say, we got the title for you. That's great. Uh, we can't afford to do this anymore, but it's fine because we got a title. So you, you guys can't complain and just selling off parts. This group has gotten that title and said, okay, we're going to spend more money and we're going to do everything we can. Hasn't worked so far, but we're going to go into the tax. We're going to go deeper into the tax and we're going to pay for these things. So I do think they deserve the credit there. Uh, But, you know, Adrian Griffin is a big change and it's why it's not totally running it back that there are going to be some differences. But the other part of it too, is they've done much more tinkering with the, hopefully role players than we've seen in the past where it was really two years ago when 50% of that roster was new. You had all of those changes of your bench was completely reshaped. They've started to do the same thing here that you have some high hopes for Marjan Bochamp to hopefully be one of those guys. I don't expect him to be a starter and one of your three or four best players, but if he can be a rotational piece, that's a big win And if one of those rookies, I think Andre Jackson has the best chance, but if one of those guys can be a bench piece for you too, that goes a long way in reshaping your bench and your role players. And those are things we've seen them just do some minor tinkering the last few years. And this summer is more of a wholesale. So you mentioned selling off pieces. Is that what happened with the floor? Um, The theory is they oversold. The amount of authentic floor pieces. And oh. so they pretended it was in repair, only to this, never be seen again. Whose theory? This is a theory that I've seen that I have chosen to amplify. Where did you see this? On MKE Bucks Reddit? No, even worse. <laughs> 19 year olds on Twitter. Um, I mean, they used the floor earlier in the season, though. Yeah, but then they wanted to sell more, or they like couldn't. Uh, okay, I, I, um, it doesn't have to make sense. I mean, if that's if that's the theory that um, the Bucks, when they've had that Mecca game, they used the same floor that they used in 1970. That was Kyrie's theory. That's true. That's true. Uh, that's why we saw so many injuries in that game too. Yeah. Um, I, I never got a straight answer on it. I just remember showing up to one game and seeing the blue court because it was the Wednesday home games that they would use the blue court and uh, seeing the blue court and thinking like, wait a minute, because I think the first time it happened, we were wearing the 90s jerseys and showing up and seeing the blue floor and like, aren't we wearing purple? To Like, why, well, why do we have the blue court? And then... Um, Asking around and hearing, oh yeah, it was it was sent out for repairs, and then organization just, wants wants you to drop the the for the Deer District. Yet they're wearing purple jerseys on a blue court when their main color scheme is green and white. What the I fuck mean, is going on over there? I, when we saw the blue court, it was thank God. If we're gonna have blue jerseys, which I'm in favor of, we can't play on the traditional court anymore. That that was just such an eyesore. Uh, the last time we had it. But then when, if you thought that was bad, seeing the purple on the blue court was just uh, an entirely different eyesore. Yeah. I, I thought it was terrible. I, you know, and I think we're being lied to. This is the Bucks version of Hank, the dog. Uh, <laughs> what happened to the floor? Um, I, I think the fear of the deer court, like they should just use that permanently. That should be the primary court. The whole alternate courts, it's like it's alternate court. Yeah, I'll stop. Yeah, I'll, sense. I'll, alternate courts sense. are dumb. Right. Like if you want to bring back the Mecca court when what three, four years ago when the city jerseys were the homage to the Mecca. Yeah, okay. Uh, fine. That makes sense. If you have a different color scheme, fine. That makes sense. Like if you had an alternate court specifically for the purple jerseys, fine. But like they don't need alternate courts. Bring back the yellow Mecca jerseys. They do these like jerseys this. that are like, obviously the NBA wants to sell, 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 and we buy, 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 so but have these I, like more than just for five days. Am I, uh, am I the only one that the cream city jerseys were not 
my favorite. And they certainly weren't my favorite city edition that we've seen so far. And it seems like I'm in the minority there, that everybody loves the Cream City jerseys. I got to be honest. I don't like most of them. Wow. That's... I got to be honest. I had no idea until maybe five years ago Milwaukee was the Cream City. Okay, so this is why I don't want the soccer team to be called Cream City. It's going to happen. With those those names that were listed, that's clearly going to be the winner. But Cream City was like something that they might have talked about in the 1910s, 1920s. Right. And, and then, when I said I had no idea, like, I, this is new to me. I didn't know this. Everybody thought, like, you're, are you an idiot? No, nobody did. And the Bucks brought it back, and it's their thing. So that's why I'm a big anti-Cream City is they're like, hey, this is kind of a cool thing that we can unveil. Oh, okay, Cream City, but that's fine. I don't want other – yeah, okay, the bricks are cream, but nobody walked around and called it Cream City. I have never and they maybe heard. did in 1910, but they maybe. did in 1940 or 1960 or in, in the first, what, like 35 years of my life, I had never heard anybody refer to Milwaukee as the Cream City or talk more than a, a sentence about Cream City bricks. Yeah, who cares? They're fucking bricks. Uh, I don't like any of the blue ones. The purple ones, I hated at the time, but they're cool now that we won. Um, oh, so you hated them in real time. I hated them in the 90s. I hated I them before purple. I loved them in the 90s, and I loved that we brought them back. Um, but as as it was pointed out, I mean, Dave Kane hated whenever we would wear those, and I can't deny um, as he pointed out, we lose every time we wear these jerseys. And I think the Bucks went like six and seven or something, basically 500 whenever they wore the purple last year. I don't like the ones that they wore the, that they won the finals in even. No, um, those are my sucked. least it favorite of the do black. That. Why, why do teams do that? Those are my least favorite. I like the black um, from this past year where they took the earned from a year ago with the antlers. I don't like that either. I got to be honest. I don't like any of them. The one I kind of like is the yellow one, which I hated when it was unveiled, but it looks good when they wear it. Everybody hated it when it was unveiled because you didn't get it until you were like up close and actually saw it. And then like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd did. like that. I've kind of been quiet about this, but I'll go on record. I really don't like the alternate jerseys. Any of them. For the bucks or for any team. Like you're a, uh, I a would say I don't know, guy gone. that's just no. like, Home teams need to wear white. No, I mean, the Warriors have one where there's a flower, but it looks like there's like, like <laughs> his guts are exploding. Uh, no, I, I I don't like most of them. I don't like most of them. Um, and for the Bucks, I pretty, I, and I've kept this quiet, but I'm ready to come public. I liked the, the Mecca jerseys I liked. I liked the, the ones I think they were earned that they wore Christmas day when they played the Knicks, which were when basically earned in city. Like, I don't, I don't know. Which, I don't know. Which were basically the Mecca, but those were the white ones. The blue one with like a wavy blue. That was, that was my least favorite of the That blues. was like and a fifth grade two. project that gets a D minus. The, the city edition. Sorry to use that vernacular, but the blue from last year were better than the first version of the blue. Well, anyway, I've been told too. Uh, I've yet to see it, but I've been told the city edition for this year, which it's tough. Like, how do you even base this? But it's quote something no one will expect is what I was told. I'm like, who oh, so, okay, so it's gonna That's, be green, it's like every year. Like, green and gold. It's this. gonna be green and gold, and the Bucks are gonna be in Packers font. It's gonna be Marquette with Bucks colors. Uh, then I would I would disown the Bucks. I hate Marquette. I've been on the record to say that too. Or Brewers, Brewers, because Giannis is you know a partial owner of the Brewers. Uh Nashville SC, he owns a partial of that too. Uh, well, yeah, like why doesn't Giannis get any flack for the decision to trade Josh Hader? I'm sure he was consulted. I'm sure he still to this day does not know what a Josh <laughs> Hader is, what a baseball is. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that too. Any other? Uh... Any other tidbits you can give me about uh, Giannis? Yeah, no, anything. Um, any 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 secrets? 
Um, I had the uh, the the pleasure of judging the uh, dance auditions for. I don't even remember. I should know what we call it now, but for all the in arena entertainment, so uh, it's a great, great crop of uh, of senior individuals that we have. So uh, fans should be looking forward to that. And it's not Senior G anymore. Right? I don't think it's called Senior G anymore. I think it may be just the Bucks Senior Dancers. Although I don't know, maybe there's. Uh, like senior as in we've been here the longest and it's a different group. So who knows? Mm. Long process though. They're very detailed on, on what they look for. Like I was expecting this to be in and out in an hour and uh, spent my entire night there. Wow. Committed to winning, you know, that's what you got to do. Justin Garcia. We couldn't have talked about anything less important. I think we could find something that I'm willing to publish. I still think we could could find something, but yeah. All right. I think the seating at Pfizer is a little too tight. I have some other thoughts on uh, Pfizer itself, which I should probably keep to myself. I just um, think the building's a little claustrophobic. I see. I, um, I don't go there very often outside of Bucks games um, because like whenever I get invited to, Hey, do you want to go to a Marquette game or do you want to go to this concert? Like it has to be a band. I really, really like to go to it because otherwise like, no, I'm in there 40 plus times a year. Like, I, I don't need to rush back there. And by the way, the whole trend too of comedians playing like basketball arenas, like, okay, enough. You, you don't need, 20,000 people to show up here and do this in the round. So for any of those, it's usually a hard, like, nah, I'm good. So most of my, uh, it's, it's really just selfish. My, my feedback for like media dining that I have on, on Fiserv, <laughs> but for all uh, other sports venues, I've got quite a, a few takes for uh, those that I should, should probably keep to myself to not alienate the, the five, potentially six fans that I have that are also Brewers fans. Well, I don't ever go to games. So what am I, how am I going <laughs> to contribute to this? Yeah. I mean, if, if you didn't go when you could get a, a free credential, how am I to expect you're going to pay to get in there? Yeah. I just don't go to games. I didn't even watch the games. Well, how can you, you know, with the cost and how oh, it's impossible. It's not on your TV package. So. Cable. Yeah. Just hate fans, you know, yeah what's or what are we all right um thank you oh this is i thought we were doing a, a four-parter and this was just this is volume one covering the first part this is volume uh, one what else was i gonna do today i don't know my parents are here like at your house right now yeah you throw them on they live in florida they're staying for the week in fond du lac they have presents for my son for his birthday. They're driving through Milwaukee on Friday, but they made a special trip to come give presents now, even though they're not going to see him. So they're just dropping the gifts off and like, hey, give it. I don't understand it. I mean, that's the best way to get presents, though. Like, you don't have to. So as soon as I press end recording. I'm going to go upstairs. They'll probably be out in the car and I'm going to say, what the fuck are you doing here? They're just waiting outside. Like, I think they're here. Well, I'm going to go. All right. Well, yeah, you should probably, probably tend to that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My thanks again to Justin Garcia for joining the program. Great to catch up with Justin. UW lacrosse ties. So we are basically blood brothers, if nothing else. My parents, good to see them. They didn't just drive specifically for the gift drop-off. There were other things they were doing in this part of the state that they didn't really advertised to me so it made sense for them to swing by i was confused at the time of uh the taping a couple things i want to mention before the end of the episode as you know i'm going to mention those sons of guns at happyplacehemp.com chris and rob now is a good time to get an order in 25% off everything you order, anytime you use it. The CBD gummies, the THC, they've got balm, they've got lotion, they've got, of course, the gummies that you can take, help you sleep. Maybe you're having trouble sleeping. Um, You just want to, like, relax and kind of feel something. Uh, That's great, too. And now that I'm a big health guy with my calorie counting, hey, I, I could be ingesting hundreds of calories of rum a night. Or I could just take a nice little gummy and feel good that way. Happyplacehemp.com, the promo code's BART. And if you haven't ordered in a while, you'll notice the prices are lower. They've they, they lowered their prices across the board because they're able to make more uh, cost efficiently. And they decided to pass the savings on to you. And the promo code stays. 25% off promo code BART. Happyplacehemp.com. I also want to give love to Dan Shaney. The interview that I did with Justin, you can see our beautiful faces on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream. All of our video content is brought to you thanks to Dan, danshaney.com, for your insurance needs. Let me talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. I may jump on live after the Thursday game. I should be able to. I have a game in Madison to go to to be the PA guy for Forward Madison, but uh, I don't need to get on the road. With it being an early game, I should be able to jump on for a little bit and chat uh, about the Brewers. And there's a couple of things I want to chat about. Kurt Hogue, I got to get him on immediately. He is like the voice of the voiceless for us that think Keston here should be playing at the big league level. So we'll try to uh, talk about that a little bit tomorrow. If you guys want to join in uh, as soon as the game done is done. If it's, not, if it's not like in the threes, if it gets done, two and a half hours because the game's at 11 35 central time uh i'll jump on and do a live a little bit before i have to get to madison and see bobby portis and i get to say um that he's doing the first kick i'll even let you guys in on a little bit of a secret here's what i get to read when bobby portis is doing the first kick okay uh our final participant for tonight's first kick is Milwaukee Bucks star and fan favorite, Bobby Portis. That's right. The unofficial mayor of Milwaukee is here to show us how it's done. Take it away, Bobby. And I'll say like the underdog or go Bobby Portis. You know, I'll really like make him of everything he's going to remember that night. I want it to him to remember me, my introduction and my goal. Now, if he misses the kick, man, that would suck. But I I think if he misses the kick, I would take some liberty to be like, I think we got to give him one more chance, even though like it's very time tight and uh, I might not be able to do that. But Bobby Portis, come on. He's doing the first kick. He's got to be able to, uh, to get that done. The Brewers the other night did lose to the Phillies in a close game, but they made it up with a close win. 
on Tuesday night, uh, 4-3 the loss the other night, and then 5-3 the victory on this night. I think there's some common threads that are going on with, uh, with the Brewers in terms of how we feel about them. One, the bullpen, the final three guys, it's great. I know that Devin got a couple of guys on. That's fine. But from Peguero to Piams to Williams, this is quite a trio. And the Brewers seem to be at their best when they can do that, when they can go seven, eight, nine like this. And, you know, the nights that they're not available, that sucks. You can't do this every game. Uh, but it is it is good when they come in, when, you, when they're all available and you get to the seventh, you got to feel pretty good. And they do it quickly, 12 pitches, nine pitches, 11 pitches. So that is a thing that we all love. We all love William Contreras. Wild Bill seems to be a name. I don't know where that came from. I apologize if it was a team thing or if it was a Twitter thing. I don't like it. Uh, I don't. I don't like that we're calling him Wild Bill. But if that's if that's like a thing that I'm just not aware of, I'll acquiesce. But right now, I think it's stupid. But he's awesome, and I was very excited about him coming over. And it did take a while to get his sea legs under him, but for him to be hitting 274. Uh, got that guy out late in the game. That was awesome. Got that guy out. Uh, I did watch it. I just don't feel like looking up names. Stop. Got him out. That was awesome. Keston Hira rots in AAA while Owen Miller bats cleanup, plays first base, and goes 0 for 5. And this is one of these situations that teams get themselves into and the Brewers are getting themselves into right now where they are going to – they're going to do it. They're, they're like, it's like it's stubbornness. Owen Miller should not be batting clean up playing first base. He had his month. That's over. He's batting 196 in July. He hit 242 in June. The 363 May that he had is over. Betting 196, his OBP is 250. It's over. Owen Miller, it's over. Bring up Keston Hira. It just doesn't, and he doesn't look, I don't know. I know that Rowdy's heard and whatever, but we started the season with two first basemen, Luke Voigt and Rowdy, Rowdy Telez. And Owen Miller is, I know he's from here. I, I know he's Fredonia's finest. But he just doesn't seem like he's that good. I don't know. Yelich, if the All-Star game was done at the end of the year, I would uh, definitely agree that he is an All-Star. And you know what? He very well could have been. This version of Yelich, how he's been the last couple nights, the last couple weeks, I mean, just steady. I think that's the best thing. It's steady, too. He's hitting 327. 400 OBP in July. He hit 320, 417, 284 the month before that. Had a rough April, but he has been he's been great. And yeah, we can pay this guy through 2050 if he's gonna give you this steady production. Uh Colin Ray, fine. They went to the bullpen. Good stuff. So it'll be Corbin Burns tomorrow, coming off his last outing where he struck out 13 and got a little shaky, uh, but he should be good to go. And I am eager to watch that and hopefully jump on YouTube for a little bit after the game. A couple of voicemails I want to play. I got a lot of voicemails in this week. I'll use some today. We'll use some tomorrow, perhaps. You can get the voicemails in on the Carl's Place voicemail line, carloft.com carloft.com backslash Bart. Follow them on Instagram. If nothing else, follow them on Instagram. Like if nothing else. Because they do a great job with content. Uh, I think they put on some funny stuff. They did uh, have a screen that they made like a soccer goal. I was like, what? I got to get that. I got to get out there again. But definitely cool to see. Also, they'll show before and afters of people's spaces and then when the simulators in so just check it out instagram carl's place easy to find 402-915-BART 402-915-BART 
I want to play this one from Hot Take Jake on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Good morning, Bart. It's your boy Hot Take Jake. Let me talk to you. Just wanted to give you some props. Your take on Shohei Otani is 150,000% the correct take. If this dude is available, the Brewers should be doing everything they can short of Jackson Churio to get him. And I don't know, I may be able to be convinced that even if it's a more one-up deal, like he's throwing Churio. Look, this dude is special. Special as special gets. Um, you're talking about perhaps the greatest baseball player of all time. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of his career left. It's not that crazy to think about. And I just think about me as my Brewers fandom or lack thereof. Getting this guy would be just like getting uh, CC back in 2008. But also, if you remember back, that would be like getting CC as well as Albert Pujols at the same time. Like, that's the impact that this guy is going to make for you potentially. And if the goal is to win a World Series, this is probably your last shot. And from a business standpoint, Mr. A is going to love those ticket sales from people like me who we kind of watch, we kind of bandwagon cheer. You get Otani, I'm watching every game, I'm going down to the ballpark. You make a World Series run, you want your beer district, all of that built. It's going to get done. Normally, I'm a whore the prospect guy, but this is a special circumstance. Go get the dude. Just do it. That's all I got for you, buddy. Yeah, not the beer district. It would just be beer district. I don't, like, I just want to live in a world where it happens. Wouldn't it be fun? We don't need to be, let's not be killjoy about it either. If people are changing their Twitter profiles to Otani as I did, and if we want to talk about Otani to the Brewers, can we just enjoy the possibility of it happening as small as it may be? I just, I want to live in that world where it happens. Can I just like have a little bit of fun hoping that it might? Is that okay? I think it is. I think it is okay. A tweet that some people didn't like. So Brendan Woodruff is going to make his first rehab start Saturday on the road. He'll be with the Timber Rattlers, but they're on the road. And then I said, soon, a fake Matt Arnold quote. Well, we weren't able to get another arm at the deadline, but the way we see it, we're essentially acquiring a two-time All-Star at the deadline. We're pretty excited about that. And people are like, what's wrong with getting Woodruff? They don't need pitching, bud. I just don't like when people say it's like getting, it's like making a trade when they think they're the first guy that like, no, it's not though. It's not like you made a trade. It's like a guy got hurt and then he came back around the trade deadline. That's what it's like. It's not like you made a trade. You didn't make a trade. A trade takes sacrifice. You must say bye to some. There's feelings of regret and dissatisfaction. This is all positive, coming back from an injury. It's kind of like making a trade. You think we're fucking stupid? But uh, good that Woodruff's on his way back. I was talking about stadium funding the other day. Here is one from Spark Guy. Bard, Spark Guy here. Hope all is well listening to your discussion of through renovations and the, the esteemed Rick Schlesinger. I did have to call on two fronts. One, um, I just just disagree entirely with the whole idea that it shouldn't be paid for. Um, I know that that's a very easy thing to go with, but I, I just always have a problem when people don't deal with reality. Reality is all these teams are privately owned. The reality is we do have a government for a reason that I think you're you're kind of going a little bit off on the on the on the mark of insight here. With we decided as a community to do things, and we can do them collectively together. So collectively together, we're want to keep the brewers. Um, I think that's how it's worked, and I think the reason why that we have to do it is 
there's 15 other, 20 other communities of similar people in different areas that would quickly not only pick up that tab, but pay six times as much to build the stadium. That's just the reality. And as long as we're free and communities can decide to do that, they can. And when you say that uh, businesses, Kmart doesn't do it, they certainly do it. Um, most everything that's built around here is is uh, is subsidized by the, the the greater community for that reason. I think the second part I would add is um, this idea that it would be better if we had a, a socialist-owned franchise that we just owned as a community. Then we'd have a Packers situation where all the teams were competing to win 10 games, not championships, and trying to just basically be just profitable enough to be a going concern entity because you would have a Mark Murphy that's simply trying to protect himself, not the community. It'd be one guy who just basically is trying to protect his own butt, and he'd be appointed almost like a dictator. So I, I'm fully on board. They, this is a good deal, to be quite honest. They have a major league team in that we got to fork over $500 million for the next 20 years. This team is in real danger of leaving, and I just I really get concerned about that, especially seeing Mark A step to lead the relocation committee for the Oakland days. I don't trust that. I think Mark is doing his due diligence in case he has to. So save the Brewers, pay the money. Let's be a community. Let's not be a bunch of lone wolves. Man, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that we're that close to moving. I don't. I know that there's talk about the ballpark, and I don't like that Mark's on that whatever committee. I don't think we're close to moving. I also just want to say this about myself, uh, since I. Happily admitted that I don't really like any of the Bucks alternates. I came out and, and said that today. I, first of all, on the stadium thing, I would like hope that they go and have the public pay, and I would hope that it passes. I want the Brewers here. I also am someone who happily pays my taxes. I don't mind paying taxes. I want to live in a community. I don't want to live in the middle of nowhere and like fend for myself. I want to live in a community. I want to live in a place like even the simple thing of putting my garbage on the side of a street and they come pick it up. Thanks. Knowing that the fire and police stations, if I need them, they're going to be there for me. Great. But I want there to be resources. I want there to be museums. I want there to be um, things to explore. I want there to be things to do. I want there to be parks. You know, I drove my parents around. We went to the Milwaukee County Zoo. I kind of took a long way and was just showing off some of the parks and some of the places I like. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud to live here. You know, I, I, I want I want money invested into our community to make Milwaukee as good of a place as it can be. And the Brewers are a part of that. The Brewers are a part of that. And I want the Brewers to stay here. I'm happy to pay my taxes. And when taxes get increased, I, I just, thank you, ma'am. I'll, I'll have another. Every time that there's a thing to for a referendum to pay more money, I'm that asshole that's voting yes. Right, our school wants more money for a new gym. Motherfucker, I'm going to vote yes and put a $20 bill right on the goddamn ballot pay my fucking taxes like a goddamn champ uh that being said that is evidence in case i ever get audited breaking nfl news the jets are trading denzel mims to the lions the packers have signed all of their draft picks and alex magoo it's pronounced magoo he was the usfl mvp so if jordan love fails alex magoo Alex Magoo will make this roster. It will be him and Love, and Clifford will be the third that they practice squad, and you'll never hear from Danny Etling again. So it's it's Love, Magoo. Clifford practice squad, game day activated, and you'll never hear from Danny Etling again. You heard it here first. Congrats to Chuck Freeman. He's back at KFIZ, my old partner in crime. He is the sports director at KFIZ. I used to work there, and he used to work there. We did not work there at the same time. I would go to high school games, 
and be like, oh my God, that's Chuck Freeman. <laughs> He's here. He's broadcasting the game. So congrats to Freems. A future Bart Winkler guest, whether he is aware of it or not. And Jake, I will not quit on him. I will not. All right, I'll jump on live after Brewers Phillies, time permitting. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about the Bobby Portis first kick on Friday's show. And hopefully I get to talk to you guys a little bit more voicemails later in the week. I'll try to go live. Um, MLS All-Star Game, they lost 5-0. The MLS did to Arsenal. Interesting. And the World Cup, by the time you hear this, the Women's World Cup, two games will have likely been played between New Zealand and Norway and Australia and Ireland. Um, Did not get up for those. Briefly considered. Have a great day. And uh, like and subscribe and all that shit. Uh, I really need you to do it. Yeah, you've done enough. Buy some Omaha steaks, though. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.